Welcome back to A Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And this is our throwback review of I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, You Dirty Mother, Watch Your Mouth, and Don't Pay. Hey, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, You Dirty Mother. Can't you say that? Okay, I'll stop singing along because I'm the only one. Just because I didn't remember the song. All right, so we saw I'm Gonna Get You Sucker via YouTube, mm -hmm. which was a disappointment in my opinion. Reason being a lot of edits, a lot of cuts where originally where there was profanity or sexual innuendos was taken out, understandably so, because it's trying to hit a wider audience on YouTube. Oh, by the way, if you haven't watched a film that was done in 1988, spoiler warnings. So I took the opportunity to watch it again via Bluetooth. Bluetooth? Pluto. Pluto. <laughs> I'm thinking Bluetooth and Pluto. There was a lot of commercial breaks, but they did not cut anything out, which was better, in my opinion. When you keep what was originally attended and originally recorded, it does make a difference. Not a huge difference, but it makes it a better experience. 1988, I was... 16. And you were, what, like three? Four. You didn't see it then. No, uh, I saw it years later, but I when I saw it was on cable television, I was used to seeing it with commercials. So every time I would see it, I would see it with commercials until I got it on DVD or in watching it censored. Gotcha. For me, it was a little bit nostalgic. I do remember those scenes where they weren't cutting it because the television censorship was different than what YouTube is. YouTube is way more strict for their censorship. Right. They cut like what? four to six minutes of the film out pretty much yeah solid a solid four uh the film itself is about 128 minutes you have credits so it's probably 126 goes back in a day the credits the end credits didn't have a million people working on the set it was very limited also did get three million to produce uh -huh. which when i heard that and i re-watching it and seeing the quality of it i was like it cost $3 million to make this. I mean, all honesty, El Mariachi by Robert Rodriguez, way low budget. I think 15000 that he made, that he used his own money for. Better production, a better quality film, better edit, which gave us Desperado than the, the third film. See, here's where I will argue because Desperado was like not at any major location sites from the look of it and didn't have any major names. D Desperado or El Mariachi? El Mariachi, sorry. But same thing. They didn't have any major names. They didn't have any major locations. It, like, it could have been anywhere. I mean, it was shot in a city, clearly. There were some stage uh, shots. But where they really did it was like the names of the people they, they brought in. The actors and some of the sound production. And even now, like when I look back at it at 1080p, it looks kind of good. I understand what you're saying. And you're right. Because they had some cameos. They had some real big cast. But I, I mean, the opening credits... It was like almost five minutes of just who's in it, who directed, who produced, all that stuff. Just very plain. Just True. like, you know, done in graffiti, but it's just like on the wall and just very simple. There could have been some backstory during that, but it was just, granted, it was common back in the day. Now, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker is a parody of the black exploitation films done in the 70s, done in the 60s, even early 80s. It's a comedy, being a parody. You have Keenan. Ivory Wayans, as you see here in the center of our heads. Well, he has a big head. 
he's the star director writer of this movie a, a movie that he got the idea from having a conversation with eddie murphy mm -hmm. if you don't believe me you can google it up you have all the greats of the well not all the greats you have majority of the greats of the black exploitation films one of them being jim brown who's right there and you have isaac hayes who did the songs for superfly and which was funny because a lot of the music especially the, the theme song for slade who was played by Clancy Brown? No, uh, Bernie. <laughs> Bernie. That's Clancy Brown is the, the the white act from Highlander. Uh, oh this yeah. Is Bernie K. <laughs> I don't know Bernie why I Casey. That. You whitewashing it already? I am. I was influenced by the man. <laughs> and you have stars from a different world. People from Good Times. Mm -hmm. You have other relatives of er the Wayans. There's an early appearance of Chris Rock. The last time I saw it really that I remember it was in the theater. And I saw it again. I probably saw it again on HBO or like that. But mm -hmm. it's been a long time. I saw it again with you. I actually saw it twice like I, I mentioned earlier. I liked it. I still do. It kind of still holds up politically. Yeah, I can see that. Some of the comedy does fall flat. But when it shines, it shines bright. You know, there's some things that you... You just have to laugh. You have to accept or believe or... Just go with the flow of... Recognize the humor in it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite scene? Because I I'm ha I have a few. I always crack up on the cramp scene. And it's yeah. like, as a kid, I, I <laughs> it was just ridiculous to me because it's basically like, looks like Exorcist. And mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I didn't get the whole cramps thing. All I knew is that like, I like he's like, you're possessed. And she's like, no, cramps. Don't forget that we had a female watch it with us to get like a female perspective, I guess. Yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> the signs were all there. What was going to happen? Yeah. And then she, after the fact is done, she said, what's with the crabs? Yeah. Oh yeah. She misheard it. <laughs> she misheard it. So, so it's Jim understandable because the, the main character is like, <laughs> like growling her voice. That's true. The audio was a little off, but on Pluto, it was clear. And then it leads into like this ridiculous screen Christ from Damien Wayans. And it was just a great execution of it. Damien Wayans, in my opinion, with Kadeem Hardison, stole the show. Oh, they had some, some fantastic moments. That dynamic they had mm -hmm. was awesome. As we mentioned in our previous viewing together of this, it reminded me of those Bugs Bunny characters where you have the little tough guy shut up, shutting up kind of thing and you had that big oaf trying mm -hmm. to you know be you know understandable being you know being friends stuff like that and always talking and then you had the little guy smacking him around that's what it reminded me of that dynamic maybe that's where they were going for because it was genius and if it wasn't still genius if it happened by accident i mm -hmm. enjoyed watching those two work together i agreed uh, you have other good parts too you have the running skit of going down the stairs yep you know, you can take the stairs, you can take the windows. and They had a lot of running jokes. You know, after a while, it may feel silly, or they're taking the stairs again, blah, blah, blah. But it was funny because, the, like, the banter of Damon and Kadeem's characters will have with each other as they're about to be thrown down the stairs. Still holds up to this today. Yeah. Jim Brown, dude, in 88, still a freaking threat. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just seen the guy was just powerful i mean i can just imagine how he was in the football field i i don't know i didn't follow sports back then and i know the stories that he was freaking tough as nails but this guy just look at him and he's not been in sports for several decades and he still has that presence he was tough as nails until he got hit with the bunion <laughs> 
which is funny as well because it takes something so small can take someone so big down yeah i mean granted bunions are not all that you know pleasant especially when they flare up but he's his flared up big time yeah it kind of reminded me of thunder from big trouble little china just on the toe <laughs> i did have problems with the political issues that they brought up reason being that not much has changed in 2021 so they they did a community outreach scene uh where they're trying to like do community games to connect with the gang members in the crowd and the very very first scene was a gun firing in the sky to uh start a race but it's being fired by a police officer which is not bad in itself but then he takes uh, the pistol and aims it at the runners. And then the runners are running with two TVs, which today wouldn't be a thing, but they're running no, with televisions. Not, not, not two TVs. Not each each person is running with a TV. No, tube. Oh, tube. Sorry. Yeah, tube. Tube. Television. Uh, they're basically running with these big televisions while being chased by dogs. By police dogs. That was the first race. And then the second thing was like, who can, uh, which gang can strip a car the fastest? But that very opening scene was like, whoa, I forgot about that. For me, it was more about the, the TV run. Yeah. That one did bother me. It didn't bother me back then, of course, because I didn't, I was too, I was young, didn't understand, but seeing it now and all the political strife that we're having and the police brutality, it did struck a chord with me. So I, it took me back. Also here you have, here which is not so much different now still but they used it as a substance abuse oh the og right overgoat instead of overdose yep it still holds true today that gold represents wealth it represents a higher status in the community or not just the community not the black community but many communities where that's the thing the more you more bling you have the higher you are in the hierarchy true and but they used it in the sense of drugs. His brother was killed from over golding. He basically wore too much gold. And right. everybody was and like, how, does, that, how does he pee with all that on? Same thing in a lot of communities. They It kind of also represented in the black community, which is pretty much known by now, that like crack was thrown into the black communities. Now, you can say it was the government that instilled it during the Reagan years, you know, done by the CIA, allegedly. I don't want to get flagged or have visitors at my house, but you can see the parallel with that. In this film, you can see where they're making the parallels, but not throwing it in your face. True. Another scene I think you you enjoyed was... Oh, he's trying to recruit the Black Power, you know, uh, Republic Rebellion. He, he gets there and they're like, where's the army? Where's the, uh, you know, like the army to fight the man? And he goes, yeah, they all got jobs. <laughs> they all showed up at the building they all showed up with like rifles in their hands they go into the building and they came out with job applications and, and the one guy is telling him this story is so upset about this and then keenan's uh meets the guy's wife who turns out to be jan brady from the brady bunch we didn't know that until i pointed out mm -hmm. yes you did and then we meet their kids i'm assuming it's adopted because they're white as given snow and then you also pointed out the daughter is the girl from Jurassic Park yes. uh, that was in the Jeep. Which is kind of funny or cool when you haven't seen a movie in a long time, but you've seen other movies after that. You know, Start like recognizing. Pop, especially in pop culture, you know, Jurassic Park or other films that make the big buck. Which films. is funny to me thinking because like how funny would it have been, granted it's not continuity, 
But if that was the same girl, like legitimately the same girl, just because they never gave her name. True, right? The brother <laughs> did look similar. And they're reading off a, a, a story of how Abraham Lincoln is like a white swan. And she's like, preach on, brother. You know what? I never thought about that. That could be the possible. It goes, again, sister and brother. He looks similar to the, to the other brother, excuse me, from the Jurassic Park. And we never meet the parents in either... Jurassic Park one or two, mm -hmm. and they're both at metropolitan areas. But that's that's actually a funny connection. That will be excellent. And it was granted because it was also it was played by the father, Clarence Williams the third. We know mm -hmm. him from The Mod Squad, Purple Rain, renowned yeah. actor. He was awesome. He was hysterical. I thought the way he was pushing his products. Yes. Oh, the other thing, the other thing about products. Um, Bean what soda. Was it? What, what? No, no, no. When people come visit and they're asking, you're not from... He's Carilla. like, you're not selling no way products, are you? That's also another running gag. Yep. I mean, granted, I I don't, I'm not familiar with that product, but you have that going on every time they meet new people. Yeah. I thought it was clever in that part. Because mm -hmm. you had back then too, you had a lot of people who come by the house, knock on selling you Avon products or... Yeah. And I think that's what I was referring products. to. You have some people here that we didn't recognize or remember they were in. Like you have John Witherspoon, who's from Friday. Yep. You have David Allen Greer, mm -hmm. which was funny, which is a little insulting because I'm looking at IMDb and they have here, I don't know if you can see it, David Allen Greer with not the right picture. Yeah. That's pretty insulting. They're using the same picture of Clarence Williams III. I've seen similar That's stuff like that happen with uh, like Amazon and IMDb has slipped up sometimes. So I've seen that. Oh, now they fixed it. They must have heard me. Yeah, there you go. That's scary. Live updates. Dude, that is scary. Wow. And what we got here also, the last thing is to mention is back in the 80s, we had one of the biggest comedians on the rise, if not there but he was rising like a bullet robin harris the creator of everybody's kids they made a movie out of his creation and he makes a cameo here unfortunately he passed away he was another star and i would just love to see where he would have gone he was in also in house party harlem nights comedy specials were through the roof unfortunately on youtube they cut it out and i wish they kept it full is when they go to a bar Kenyon. Oh, yes. Or Jack Spade and Slade go to the bar and they meet a hooker. No, she wasn't a hooker. She was just a lady trying to pick up a guy. Okay. She is, she wanted certain attributes from this guy. I understand. Okay. Maybe not a hooker. Maybe not a woman of the night. Okay, she was a person in need. We'll go with that. Well, she takes I mean, him back to his place, which wasn't that far away. Apparently not. And Keenan decides to tell her the truth. He's like, I don't have it, what, what you're looking for. And she goes, that's okay. I lied too. I swear, as a child, this traumatized me. But uh, then all of a sudden, like the things of what she lies about herself is coming to, which starts small. She's like, I'm wearing contacts. He's like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. He's like, these nails are fake. He's like, that's okay. Yeah, wait. No well, actually, they'd show like only three things in YouTube. Oh, they show. Yeah, they did. They did like yeah. a minuscule. Pluto, I I imagine it was like seven things, thing. right? Because it goes from eyes to like nails to chest to butt to hair, and then finally and leg. Which she finishes like, don't make me hop after you now. <laughs> she proceeds to hop on one leg after him. I crack up on that because it's just funny. What's disturbing with all that, the wig part. Oh, because she had the strands of hairs? No, she had the, not just that. She had the strands of hair, but the one strand she had, had a bow tie. Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. That was just, for some reason, just creeped me out. It kind of also reminds me of women where they're looking for a real man, yet they put on the makeup, they put on the eyelashes, they wear fake contacts, wear wigs. They 
get enhancements, be it in their chest or their butt. Granted, back then it wasn't so popular to get enhancements in your butt. The fake nails, I, don't know, I can't say anything about the leg part, that's yeah. something else. But that facade that so many people, especially in the women, I'm not bashing any women, but I'm just saying, well, maybe it probably am. But where, again, they want a real man, but yet they're fake themselves. They're living lies. And I just think that was just a clever way of hitting that point. When I saw it as a, initially, I was a child. And oh, yeah. And that, I was like, uh, like I laughed, but at the same time, I was like, it never sat well with me. So I've always mm -hmm. had an issue with like fakeness for like, doctoring yourself up and wearing wigs and stuff like that i also liked like i said i mentioned before a lot of these actors are from black exploitation films in the, of the past and mm. you have also the the pimp yeah he comes out in yellow he, like huh his name is flyboy right right i'm played by antonio on Fargas. yes and he's from starsky and hutch that's where he's known for for an ugly dude let's be real he has charisma he carries himself like he is the shit and i love that pull that off and you believe it there's there's some people that you can see I, I know some people growing up that their style of dress you would never wear it when they wear it it worked yeah it's like damn it's just how they carry themselves be it that they carry they carry themselves serious or not too serious it's more like not too serious it's just how they accentuates who they are or it, the clothing itself up boosts their esteem yeah and fly guy had it he carried it he was awesome but one of my favorite 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 individual characters was kung fu joe he cracked me up he was awesome played by the late steve james yes unfortunately in this film a lot of actors that we see here are no longer with us and he was one of those actors that i love seeing he played that jim kelly character the fred williamson character that we see in many black exploitation films but he took it to another level. Um, he quotes a line from Bruce Lee from The Chinese Connection. Everything he does almost is like he's calling out what he's doing. I punch you. I break your arm. I have some spare ribs, breaking the breaking the ribs. And the way he moves is all like, like we see it in the kung fu films. Like when he turns off his Toyota and like pulls it over. He's like, whoo, 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 whoo. He's making oh, his own sound effects. Right. And then also in that. The car back, we don't have it now, but in the 80s, a lot of people were like hype when they had a car that talked to him, like Kit. Yeah. Your door is open. Oh, that your was, door a, yeah. Is open. Your door is open. I said, your door is open. So it just changed that. And it was like, again, you could have missed it. If you weren't paying attention to it, you would miss it. Even though it does go a little loud. Like for me, I was focusing on Kung Fu Joe when he's being attacked by the cops. He was awesome. And I, I like the scene too when they go into a club. Everyone's shooting the club up, and what he what's he doing? Throwing darts. <laughs> like, 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 what he's gonna do with that? <laughs> it's, it's, I just find that funny. It's like, but it's true because, granted, because Kung Fu Joe, his, his influence was Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee threw darts in Way of the Dragon against guns. Yep, which was kind of funny in, in his own right. I mean, talking about it now, I'm actually even enjoying it more. <laughs> talking about it overall, which is great. This is a movie that I would definitely see again, not right away, and I would definitely not see it on YouTube. I would probably buy it because, well, first of all, it's, it's cheap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's cheap now, and I can watch it without the commercials because it does have a groove. It does have a flow, and the commercials just takes it away. True, it and a lot of times they don't cut it on the, like, the best areas. Right? So, Oh, another thing where they made fun of 
of the films of the 80s and 70s it's the stunt work. Yeah. The mother comes in to save the day and the fight scene so you completely see it, different. it's clear. It's done by a white guy with a mustache. And an afro. Not wearing the same type of wig mm -hmm. at all. And they, they didn't care about it. They just, they did it on purpose. Of course, you knew why. And if you didn't know why, you probably today, you're probably like, well, I, don't, I don't get it. Why, why is there a white guy mm -hmm. doing all her work? Because nowadays, stunt work now, the actors usually do the fight scenes, especially when you can see their face, they want to be there. And actors want to get involved as much as they can in the fight choreography, the stunt work. Back then, it was like pretty much a big no-no. Yeah. And a lot of times, men did the stunt work for women characters, which was insulting. And they did it again for the Black Widow when the Taskmaster was doing the stunt work. It was a guy. Granted, it was a full costume, but yeah. But there are women who could have done the same stunt work as guys can do it or as the guy could have done did in, in Black Widow. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that when we did our review that he, the character walked like a guy and moved like a guy in a lot of scenes. And only we only know, spoiler alert for the Black Widow crew, um, takes off the helmet, we find out it's not a guy, but a female. Yeah. When I found that out, indeed it was a guy, that made me like Black Widow a lot more or less, which I don't mm -hmm. like already so and here for this film they did it more of a comical sense and they did it right especially if you grew up that time and you remember seeing like out of place characters actors doing the stuff it's like, it's like whoa now they're doing a better job of it now they're being aware of the camera and body positions so if it is a guy or a woman that's of different shape or height they get they someone of similar well no i'm just saying the cameras can help the camera angle they make mm -hmm. it they place it where it makes them more believable true now for you would you buy this would you watch it again multiple times or were you are you good i actually own it uh, i double checked i do have it on dvd uh, so i do own it but we were watching on watch party so i couldn't do the dvd stream oh i'm oh. so sorry you're bored no 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 it's early for us and i, I about? Been, i've been up since five I know, no, <laughs> but it, I would say it's a multi fun for me. Like if it's on and I'm like, someone has to play in the background, I'm going to sit and watch. I like, I may grab it and put it on if I'm in the mood. Like I said, I watched it like on my own before. Well, in all fairness, can't you say it's ready for purchase since you do already own it? Yeah, yeah, I could. In fairness, I can say that. Maybe Clarence, because like you said, we like when I got it, it was at low price. Mm -hmm. Because usually, if you find this now, it's gonna be like in a bargain bin or something like that. Just to True. be frank. So, but ready for purchase, definitely. It's it's not an expensive film. You can probably find it, find it at a dollar store. Yeah, you may even get lucky and find it there. It's not that expensive a film. It's a fun film. And like watching it on DVD is definitely going to be a better experience. If they have it on Blu-ray, I would watch it on Blu-ray because I, I would rather get like make sure I can get 1080p out of my viewing on it because it, it does actually hold up very well quality wise for the picture. I, I think ready I mean, for purchase is a clearance depending if you can find it that way. Blah blah for you. Yeah, ready. I, I mentioned earlier, ready for purchase. I would definitely buy this, especially mm -hmm. you know me, especially if they did a behind the scenes stuff or like maybe at a reunion. Like if they did like a, a 30 or 40 year anniversary release mm. and they, they did a, a re, like a reunion. It'd probably um, be all the commentary, wings. Probably, and you know, David Allen Greer and all the actors that are still living today. I would definitely buy that. I would love to hear the, hear their stories of when they filmed it. But it would be cool too in real life if we could all have our theme music. Every good hero needs <laughs> a good like, theme song. Right? Like if I was walking to class to teach... <laughs> Everyone would know that I'm coming because they'll hear my they hear my music. 
Mm-hmm. It could be like the Darth. It could be like the Darth Vader theme, or it could be um, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, or super or Superman, whatever. He's like, oh snap, here he is, here he comes. I'll be down for that. But anyway, great film, guys. If you have seen it, comment below. Tell us your thoughts about it. If you didn't like it, let us know. Uh, you can catch it on Showtime, YouTube, or Pluto. But those are YouTube. Remember, is edited, and you have commercials. Pluto is unedited, but it does have commercials. Or go to your local store, maybe Amazon. Walmart, or Amazon. Walmart, yeah, Target. Purchase it and watch it at your leisure. It's actually a fun film, especially if you're in my age demographic, which is in... 70s and 80s, if, if you were born there. I'm not... Oh, okay. I was going to say... You're born <laughs> I'm in not the in my 70s. 70s. Right, but I'm just saying I'm not 70s because of my, you know, my, you know. The grays. Guys, thank you for joining us. Again, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit that like button. Also, hit that notification button to know when our next episode comes up. Until next time, it will be the next time. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you, too.